It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The sun's a-shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove. Beer showers. It's just the very best time for an Ole Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver. So ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. When spring arrives, you know what comes with it. Allergies, stuffy nose, cough, sore throat. So there's no better time to assess whether or not you're getting everything you need from your pharmacy. And the only place to go is Cheney's Pharmacy. Cheney's offers prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding, a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. Cheney's is a locally-owned pharmacy that has been in Oxford over 40 years, and it provides the best customer service out there. So give them a call, 662-234-7221. You can visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday, 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online at Cheney'sPharmacy.com. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. Welcome to the end of the world. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Colin Brister at Colin Brister, today's guest on Talk of Champions. Yes, there's a guest, because we keep going. It's Anthony Boone, all-time Ole Miss basketball great, now the head coach of Central Arkansas, coming up on the Modern Women phone line in about 15, 20 minutes. But first, Colin, how are you spending your days now that sports are gone? Man, I don't. at least the NCAA didn't cancel us, right? This is so weird. <laughs> I don't know what to do with my time. That's, that's my thing. Like Sports were my thing. I came home from work. I watched sports. I read about sports. I've lost myself in sports, and now, like, what do I do? And my job makes it even more problematic. Yeah. Because this is what I do. Little did I know when I went to Nashville for the Wednesday night game between Ole Miss and Georgia, two of the worst teams, according to ranking and seeding, in the SEC this year in basketball, that I would be covering not just the last live Ole Miss sporting event for who knows how long, at least till March 30th, but also the last game or one of the last two games of the SEC schedule for who knows how long. And it's not just basketball. It's baseball and spring football is gone. It's all gone. It's gone. I guess people should just tweet us Netflix recommendations. I guess we're going to have to go buy Netflix now. I haven't had Netflix. I didn't need Netflix because I had college baseball, but now I need Netflix. So I'm going to have to watch something on Netflix. This I don't know, man. This was uh, this was tough. Like, I, I mean, being serious for a second, I mean, it, it just from this morning on, you knew when the Big Ten called their tournament off. Like, 
it, this is about to be a bombshell. And it was. Um, and, and I'm not, you know, look, I think they're doing the right things. It just sucks. And, and I feel for business owners in Oxford, I, man, it, this, this is just going to be a nightmare for a lot of different people. This isn't a partisan issue. My problem They know something that we don't know, something significant. The NCAA tournament has been canceled, and the NCAA makes all of its money off the tournament. It doesn't make money off the playoff. It doesn't make money off the balls. It's the NCAA tournament. And now that it's canceled, it should tell you a huge red flag. Sound the sirens. They know something we don't, and it's bad. Really, really bad. They have to, man, because like – and I keep seeing people like – and and I don't want to get into this too much, but they keep blaming the media for stuff. And I'm like, bro, the NBA just canceled their season. The NHL just canceled their season. Major League Baseball's backing it up by two weeks. The NCAA tournament's off, and uh, every college known to man is going online. Like, this isn't the media's fault. There's there's way more to it than I think we know. And like you said, the NCAA just canceled probably what a billion dollars worth of revenue. I don't think they did that just because of, you know, what we would consider fear mongering. Like they, they know something that the general public doesn't know. Otherwise, they don't cancel this. So it, it's awful, man. And and I feel for a lot of people, a lot of people locally, uh, you know, in Oxford are going to feel this. And it's man, this is just awful. This has the feeling so far of being one melancholy podcast. Before we really get going, let me tell you about Impact by Ironwood and Sola. Two proud sponsors of Talk of Champions. Business owners, did you know you can support Ole Miss Athletics every time you accept a debit or credit card payment? That's right, Impact by Ironwood offers the best debit and credit card payments processing tools around, and they'll donate a portion of their profits to the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation in your name. The best part is you don't have to spend an extra dime to get exclusive member benefits, earn donor priority points, and support your Ole Miss Rebels. To learn more, call 1-833-GO-TEAMS. That's 1-833-GO-TEAMS. Or go to www.impactolmus.com. Make a difference. Make an impact. So a few years ago, a multi-generation Ole Miss family set out to do something a little different in the world-renowned Oxford culinary community. They wanted to bring a true wine bar to the square. Upon opening the wine bar in 2013, they discovered they had one of the Southeast's best young chefs in Erica Leip. Fascinated by diverse cultures and tastes, Erica proved herself to be a true visionary when pairing food and drink, constantly discovering new pairings, and creating seasonal offerings that took the classics everyone loves and twisting them up a notch to create something truly unique. Fast forward to 2019, the family felt that their food offerings were being undervalued and decided to lean on Erica's incredible culinary talents and rebrand the wine bar into one of the best restaurants in the Southeast. Enter Sola bringing to you unique cuisine and lifted spirits. Come as you are, enjoy creative dishes and distinctive drinks as served by Erica and her team of food and beverage enthusiasts, skillfully combining ingredients from local purveyors with classic cooking techniques from all over the world. Simply put, Sola is the best restaurant in Oxford. So check them out. The website is solaoxford.com or give them a call at 662-238-3500. Also remember to follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, using the at MS on all platforms. Sola in Oxford, on the Oxford Square. The issue with national media, regardless of what network you're committed to or loyal to, is that none of them can just simply tell you what the facts are because we don't know the facts. <laughs> so when you don't know the facts... There's a vacuum that has to be filled with whatever these networks come up with. And they'll bring on the different doctors and the different experts and uh, all the analysts they can and put them on a big panel to tell you what's going on. But really, it's just noise. Whether the truth is scary or not, whether it's a big deal or it isn't, we just want to know the facts. We want the science told to us, good or bad. Just tell us. And we don't know what it is. Because there hasn't been adequate testing. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, we can all agree there hasn't been adequate testing. South Korea is testing 10,000 people a day. And yet the United States on Wednesday tested eight people. Hell, we might have coronavirus. We don't know. And if we go to the doctor, they're either going to send us away because we're not sick enough yet to be treated. Or we're going to leave there and it's going to cost us $3,000. Right now, at least. So until the testing is up to snuff with everybody else in the world, we're stuck between a rock and a hard place with no sports to watch. <laughs> and it's doubly difficult for me because I cover sports for a living. 
Yeah, yeah. And man, I, I was I was thinking about that all day with with people, you know, sports writers and everything. Wait, what are you going to do? You know, obviously, I, I make money coaching sports, and I don't figure those are going to be around much longer at the high school level either. So. Yeah, just just an awful situation. And like you said, there's not enough tests. And I don't want to get too far off into that and get, you know, into partisan issues and all that. But because you know, this isn't a partisan issue. It's no, not. no, it's absolutely not. No. I mean, if you can't agree that there's not enough tests in America, then like, what are we doing? I just want to know if who's sick. We can't diagnose the problem <laughs> unless we know how many people are sick. And we don't know. Correct. And it's just nuts because now we've lost all sports. Is there any sports happening? There's like a UFC fight, and I think that's about it. Has hockey postponed yet? Uh, yeah, they actually uh, just a few minutes ago, um, as we're recording this, have canceled their season or pushed it back. Um, there you go. The English Premier League still playing though. We watched some soccer. Major League Baseball has suspended all spring training games. The start of the season is delayed at least two weeks. Guess what, guys? You don't have to worry about me coming back from California with coronavirus. I canceled that trip. I did. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though. Do we think it's a little bit overreactionary to cancel a college World Series in, in, in March? Do, you, do we think we probably should have waited just a minute for that, or are you, you cool with it? Oh, I'm not cool with it at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> but the NCAA unilaterally cancels the College World Series, and they did that without the approval of all the member institutions or the member conferences. So that tells me that come March 30th, whenever they decide to reassess, if there's no risk to continue playing, they could easily reverse that. They'd have I, months I to I be agree. able to get it back on track. And I think there's a world um, where the SEC, Big 12, ACC decide, you know what, we're going to play baseball, and if the other guys don't want to, that's fine, and you have some sort of makeshift national championship this year. I think there's a world where that exists. I don't think that let – me, let me be careful how I say this – I think there's a possibility Ole Miss plays baseball at Swayze Field again this year. But whether or not they'll be able to play with the hope and anticipation for the College World Series, that's another discussion entirely. I believe that something that could actually happen is the SEC decides, you know what, it's no risk, we're going to finish out the season, and yet the NCAA says, no, still risk, there's going to be no College World Series. And so all of these teams play out their seasons, and they get to the end of it, and it's just done. And they name an SEC tournament champion or an SEC champion, and I guess that's it. I mean, I guess that would be something to play for, though. Um, you know. So. But it's such a damn shame for this Ole yeah. Miss baseball team. And can oh. we say? Can we say this? We are Ole Miss. Is that insensitive? Okay, I had a discussion with a, a friend earlier. This has to rank like top three in like worst baseball moments, right? Like Tennessee Tech, I think's one. Evan Buttons two. This is this got to be third, I think, though. No, no. One has to be drawing Texas with the best Ole Miss baseball team ever. Oof. I agree. With, I, I get what you're saying. But, like, Virginia, the game was won. Like, if, if, if yeah. Button makes the throw, it's done. Tennessee and, Tech is probably fourth in this scenario. Ooh. You know, I, I get what you're saying, but that team was good enough to win the national title, too. It right? was just so fluky for it to fall like that. Yeah. That's more of a you can chalk it up to its baseball kind of thing. This because the rain five, out, the doubleheader, and all the circumstances, yeah. the team that wins the first game in a doubleheader usually goes on and wins the doubleheader. Sure. Just wins the second game, sweeps it, it's done. So that wasn't all we are Ole Miss so much as fluke. This is we are Ole Miss and some bad luck because it's a worldwide pandemic. So it feels insensitive to say it, but Ole Miss – is 16 and one with a team yep. that people liked coming into the year, but didn't have too high of expectations for. And yet they were ahead of schedule and everything that we said needed to happen was happening. Gunnar Hoagland was dominating. Anthony Servidio star turn season, Tyler Keenan Rakin. If this is it, Tyler Keenan is done for his career. And in his final season, criminally cut short, with an 11-game hitting streak, a 400 average, and seven home runs. Who's to know where it would have ended up? And this team was well on its way to making it to Omaha. And, of course, we could all say, if the season is over, and we don't know that, it could come back. But right now, let's go along with the trend. Does it look like yeah. it's coming back? No. No. So, assuming that, 
We could even say, yeah, then Ole Miss would have had its moment in the Super Regional, something fluky like Tennessee Tech would have happened. And then, of course, Ole Miss would have fallen apart and fallen short of Omaha. And then we'd be back where we always are, bitching and moaning about Mike Bianco and this Ole Miss baseball <laughs> team and needing to take the next step. This team felt different. And maybe we're all just used to the same thing of, of being gluttons for punishment and Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And then over and over and over, it's always shame on ourselves because we're fooled over and over and over by the same outcome. But at Mm -hmm. least for the first couple of weeks, the first three weeks of this season, it felt like this team was different because of the way they were constructed, by the way they were winning games. They were hitting home runs at an historic pace. They were on pace to set the single-season record, shatter the single-season record for home runs in a single season. Anthony Servideo was going to be an All-American. Tyler Keenan was hitting at an All-American clip. Nikhazy and Gunnar Hoagland, one of the best one-two punches so far in college baseball. Derek Diamond was dominating on Sundays. They had the makings of a strong Omaha contender. But now all we can think about, because we don't know if baseball is coming back, is what could have been. And that's what makes We Are Ole Miss moments (laughs) truly what make them stand out, right? Like the 4th and twenty-five. We play it out. You just project it forward. Had 4th and 25 not happened, Ole Miss is going to the SEC championship game against a Florida team that was not like the Florida team that beat them earlier in the year. They win that game. They get into the uh, college football playoff. And Ole Miss, at the end of that season, was playing better football than pretty much everybody in the country. You could make a case for maybe one or two teams. So I can make the argument that that Ole Miss football team that absolutely crushed in the Sugar Bowl would have won a national championship. So when you can play it out like that, that's <laughs> what makes a true we are Ole Miss moment. So can you do that with Evan Button? Can you do that with Texas Ole Miss? Yes. That's how you start to rank them. And this one, it's up there. It's at least top four, probably top two. Yeah, man, it's – uh Let's just have this discussion while we're here. What what do you do with guys like Greer Holston, Austin Miller, Taylor Broadway? What 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 do you think happens and what do you think should be done? I don't know. You don't think the NCAA grants another year? God, what a mess it would make. Because yet that now now here's the thing. You grant them another year, okay? Well, Carl and, and Clem planned on them not being here and those scholarships opening up for freshmen. It's just a mess. Do you do this? Do you give seniors a free scholarship and just move everybody else up a year in classification? I think that could happen before. I, th- I think that's a possibility. I have no idea what you do. Think about if you're a major league baseball team and you're drafting in June. Oh, man. How are you going to pick guys? How? If I'm Anthony Servideo today, look, obviously. Anthony's making pitch. some bank today. That's what I was wondering. Do you think his stock could have gone up even more, though, if he kept playing? Of course. Of course. But see, it's ended now. Time is frozen. All you need is one team to love Anthony Servideo. Just one. Having watched him for three weeks or seen his development over three years. Because he's a guy that's been on the radar for scouts for three years. My thing is, if he keeps playing this way through SEC play, is he a first-rounder? Because, man, if that power's real, he's a first-round pick. Maybe. I just, I can't believe this. I can't. And I tell you, it, it's not just baseball. Yeah. Think about Kermit Davis right now. Kermit Davis and the coaching staff were supposed to start hitting the road recruiting this week. Now, the players, they're off for a week. But think of how critical this offseason was going to be for Kermit Davis and staff. They knew that they had to add at least two players in the spring period. Until March 30th, all they can do is text and call prospects. They've already canceled official visits to campus after a season in which it was disappointing for them. And think about this, too. There was some disappointment, some anger, frustration with me, because at the press conference after the game, I asked Devontae Shuler about his upcoming decision to go pro or not. And a lot of you will roll your eyes at that, and you should. But Devontae has wanted to leave for two years for a number of different reasons. He loves Ole Miss, blah, 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 blah. But he has some other things that are weighing on him. So he's considered going pro. This was always thought to be potentially his final year. So even though he played poorly, it is a valid question of whether or not he's going to be here next year, where his headspace is currently. That's what I wanted to know. When I asked the question, who boy, 
You should have seen <laughs> some looks that I got. But I had to ask the question because, one, Ole Miss wasn't going to do breakouts after the press conference. If he does decide to go pro, and I'm talking about Europe because he's not going to be an NBA player after this year, maybe in the G League. So that might have been the last time I talked to Devontae Shuler because I got the news before it became official what was about to go down. So all I could think was, man, I better ask him. Otherwise, this might be it. So you weigh all of these different things and you realize the entire sports world, as is the entire world in general, it's been turned upside down. Everything we thought we knew or the schedule we've been on is done. I don't know what this podcast is going to be like for the next handful of months. I don't know what we're going to cover. Going to be a lot of football, I guess. A lot of recruiting because you can still call kids and recruiting doesn't stop. But other than that, there are no sports to cover. And the biggest tragedy from an Ole Miss sports coverage standpoint, because at the end of all things, sports don't matter. They don't. Sure. But for a lot of us, uh-huh. and without them, if they go kaput, I mean, my paycheck goes kaput. Correct. And for my uh, seven-year-old, my three-year-old, and a wife, that's scary. And it's just... But the real tragedy is this Ole Miss baseball team was so good, and now they don't get to finish, potentially. And that sucks. It just sucks. Ben, I mean... It- and Bianco, if if they don't if they don't finish the season, he doesn't get them to a regional this year, and and I think that's probably going to get him. Fired. I'm kidding, that's a joke. Um, I'm kind of interested to see what happens with the contract now, though. If they don't finish the season, I wrote about that on Thursday. It was part of this column I said about how big of a shame it would be if Ole Miss didn't get to finish out the season. If you're Keith Carter, now what do you do with the contract? Do you just extend him out? How do you judge this body of work? They were 16 and one. If you don't extend Mike Bianco, I don't think Mike Bianco is the baseball coach at Ole Miss next year. You have to extend him out. You do. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Because if you don't, it's the biggest no show of confidence and kick in the nuts for a coach that you can possibly give him. (sighs) When did you know this was bad? Like, when did it hit you that, oh, God, this, this, this is about to get turned on its head? I have no idea. Because for three <laughs> weeks, I've been asking people, should I cancel this trip to California? No, no, no. I'm not one of the vulnerable ones. I'm relatively healthy. If I get it, sure. I'll be fine. But if I got it and went and saw my 84-year-old grandmother, yeah, she ain't going to be fine. So it's my responsibility, as it's your responsibility, all of our responsibility to take care of ourselves, to take care of each other. So I always had in the back of my brain that this was probably bad. I just wanted the information. And no matter where I went to try to find that information, all the news networks, Google, wherever, there just never seemed to be a consistent message for what it was, what we needed to do, and how we needed to take the steps to ensure that we were getting the care we needed to take care of the other people around us. So I don't know when I knew it was bad. I think I knew it was bad when the Ivy League canceled their tournament because I was like, oh, those people are a lot smarter than me. <laughs> and, and so when, when they realized it was bad, I was like, well, we're office. This, this is office to go down. And sure enough, it didn't take long. It's crazy, though. You look back at Monday and it's like, well, it is is what it is. And now you look at today and there's literally no sports. Which I mean, comes I back to my point about they know something. Because on yeah. Wednesday morning, it was one decision. By Wednesday night, it was something else. And then a day later, everything is done. So what information? Because I know Keith Carter has met for hours the last two days with the SEC and Greg Sankey to discuss what's going on. The real information in real time with the coronavirus. So what information did those university administrators get? that told them this was serious, you had to get rid of all of it. It's turned so much in 24 hours. On Wednesday, I was covering a basketball game that no one cared about, but I was covering it. And then the next day as I was driving home, after a short stop at the American Girl store, (laughs) all sports were done. It's like we have entered Looney Tunes land. And all I want is the information. I know to wash my hands. I know to use sanitizer. I know to cough into my sleeve. I know all this stuff. Don't touch your face. But how bad is it? Where can we get tested? All of this stuff. We've been so reactionary with it. So now we don't have sports. (laughs) Let me ask you this. 
you're you're the father of two girls. Are you scared to send them to elementary school right now? Because I think Alfie probably would be. Well, my youngest is three, so she's not going anywhere. Sure. But yeah, Gracie had the flu for ten days. Yeah. But fortunately, the coronavirus is sparing children, so that gives me ease. Sure. But I read something today, and again, I don't know if you can trust it because you can't trust really anything right now, that 70% of the population will have it at some point. Oh, dear God. Now, that has nothing to do with mortality rate so much, but we need to know how many cases there are so we can determine mortality rate. I just want to know the freaking information, man. That's all. <laughs> Because I want my sports back. That's all I want. I want my sports back. <laughs> I am not a political person. Many things. I'll just say that. I'm not many things. I just want my sports back, man. That's all. You need the Braves back. The Braves are gone. <laughs> I was looking forward to opening day. WrestleMania. Yeah. The NBA is gone. Spring football. I was going to go out to spring football for the first time in three years. Nope. Because Lane Kiffin was out there. Anthony Boone's here, and that's going to be awesome. But I guess that's what it's going to be. Here's my question for you, Ben. Gun to your head. Next athletic event for Ole Miss is Ole Miss Baylor in Houston. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, my God. It's Ole Miss Baylor in Houston. <sighs> well, that's depressing. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Colin Brister at Colin Brister. If you haven't already... Because the world is ending. Please subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, it doesn't matter what you say. Just leave a five-star review. Keep my lights on. I also write for the <laughs> Ole Miss Spirit. OMSpirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Yes, for now. Also subscribe there to keep my lights on. Ah, oh, this is terrible. So, so bad. Going now to Anthony Boone, all-time Ole Miss basketball great on the Modern Women phone line. He'll bring some sunshine to this podcast. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool, we'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. Joining me now on the Modern Woodman phone line, Ole Miss basketball great Anthony Boone, now the head coach at Central Arkansas. Just got the job, Anthony. Congratulations, man. I know you're excited about the opportunity. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes. Um, very excited. Very excited. You know, as a as a coach, most of us get into coaching hoping for this opportunity eventually. And uh, I've been coaching for a while, and I feel like I've been ready for a while, but uh, certainly glad that it's happened now. You replaced Russ Pinnell. That's a former Ole Miss assistant. You coached under him at two other schools. There's a bit of an Ole Miss flair to Central Arkansas. Brad Teague, the athletics director, Russ was an assistant. You, of course, a little bit like Ole Miss Northwest, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly, yeah. Uh, uh, plenty of Ole Miss um, flavor here in, in uh, Central Arkansas. And actually, there are a number of people that I've uh, run across here in Conway that went to Ole Miss also. So, and uh, you know, a couple of people who work on campus went to Ole Miss. It, it's a uh, 
got a pretty good flair over here. Look, you've been preparing for this opportunity for a long time, but why is now the right time for you? The last the last few years um, working with Coach Pennell here, we really had to start from scratch and, and build this program uh, from the ground up. Uh, we got here and had to assemble a whole new team and, and had all kinds of challenges from from uh, the situation that UCA was in with their with their uh, academic probation. And, it was a uh, it was a tough process. We went through some very lean years, and then we got to experience some success and some things that UCA hasn't experienced since they've been Division One. I. I think that coupled with with all my other experience, just you know, I think the timing is just right now. You're one of the most celebrated Ole Miss basketball players ever. Ole Miss doesn't retire very many numbers in sports across the board. Archie Manning in football, Jake Gibbs in baseball, Anthony Boone in basketball part of the NCAA tournament teams in the late 90s, back-to-back 21 seasons. But I've got to ask you, I've had Keith Carter on this podcast, and Susie say, how often, some 20 years later, are you still asked about Valpo? Uh, I am, uh, <laughs> quite often, quite, quite a bit more than I care to be asked about it. Uh, actually, someone was asking me about it yesterday. Um, I get asked about that quite a bit. And I, I'll tell you something funny. Um, this was this was probably 10 years ago with I was out recruiting. I was out at the AAU uh, Super Showcase National Tournament in Orlando, and I was about to fly back. I was working with Jackson State. I'm in the airport. The lady sees my shirt. She says, "Oh, Jackson State." Yeah, my my. Uh, well, I'm from I'm from Jackson. I I live in Madison. So yeah, I live in Madison, and we keep talking and keep talking. She says, "Oh, you might know my son-in-law. My my daughter married him. Uh, my daughter went to Ole Miss. Oh, I went to Ole Miss. Yeah, she's like, she said, you know my son-in-law. His name is Bryce Drew. I said, oh, oh goodness gracious. No. Of course. Of course. I, I ended up talking to his in-laws in the airport. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I get I get asked that quite a bit. And whenever that show, whenever they show that game on TV, I get players calling me and saying, Coach, Coach, you're on TV. You're on TV. I'm like, what? Yeah, they're showing your game against Valpo. And I, I just, I'm like, yeah, get off the phone. I, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Now, uh, Keith was more humble about it. Ansu agreed with me. I truly believe that was an Elite Eight Ole Miss basketball team. I think it was set up for us to make a pretty good run. It, it was. We would have played Florida State after Valpo if we'd won that game, and we matched up well with them. And, and at that time, I think it was Rhode Island was the eight seed, and they beat Kansas in the second round. So we would have played Rhode Island to go to the Elite Eight. We had good enough uh, pieces, and you know, we played really well together. We played really hard defensively. I, I think we, we were poised to make a pretty good run in the tournament that year. That was such a good group, too. You got Mike coaching Florida. You got Keith as the AD at Ole Miss and Sue's back at Ole Miss. Um, he's finishing up as a grad assistant. He's going to get into coaching full time. And both of those guys said that that team has stayed pretty close as well. Y'all are really a tight knit team, and you were a big part of that being one of the team leaders. We were, we were a really, really close team. Um, and you know, Coach, Coach Evans and, and Coach Pennell and, and uh, Coach Barnes and Coach O'Dowd, who were all together there, they did a really good job of assembling a, a great group of young men. You know, very very few times do uh, do coaches, uh, you know, do they pull that off of, of getting a, a really good group of young men. And, and not that we were the most talented. You know, Anthony was certainly really talented, and Keith Keith was incredible. But uh, just the character of that, that team and, and how we had great camaraderie and that we played for each other and with each other, that, that, was, uh, that was a really special group. And, and yes, we do. We, we still keep in touch pretty good. And, uh, and, and that's, that's just natural. We all loved each other. We had a great experience. So it, it would just be natural for us to, to certainly keep in touch with each other and, and check on each other from, from time to time. You're an overwhelming fan favorite. Why do you think that you endeared yourself so much to Ole Miss fans? I, <laughs> I know I you're a humble go. guy, Anthony. You can be a little <laughs> cocky here. It's okay. Well, I, I don't know about that. Um, you know, I can't speak for people and how they feel. I, I can only speak for, from, from my own perspective. But, you know, I wasn't the most talented and I wasn't the most gifted. And I wasn't the tallest. And, uh and I think maybe maybe because of that, I related to to a lot of people. You know, mo- most of us aren't the, the most talented people in whatever field we are, but we we always want to 
feel that if we can work hard, then then uh, you know we can have some success and, and be recognized. Um, so it, it it might just be that, you know. And and I was very fortunate that my coaches actually backed up what they said. A lot of coaches want want their players to do the little things and do the the I don't want to say dirty work, but the hard work and and uh, lots of the little things that coaches always talk about doing to win. But most coaches don't celebrate those things, and and I was very fortunate. My coaches did that. Um, the, the efforts that I put forth, um, the little things that I could do, that they were they were pleased with that, and they celebrated that, and, and my teammates did too. And I, it, it, I think just that overall was why people liked me a lot there. It makes me feel old. I know it makes all y'all feel old. I mean, these teams were 20 years ago. It does not seem like that long ago. I'm going to be honest with you. I cover Ole Miss now, but back 10-year-old Ben, when Bryce Drew hit the shot, it's the only time in sports that I cried like a baby. Um, so these teams mean so much to Ole Miss fans, and that group was pretty special. Um, when you see a Mike White at Florida, when you see Keith as the AD, just across the board, uh, your teammates in coaching, in sports, what does that say not only about that group, but how gratifying is it for you just um, to see your teammates in, in these places? And Rod's still coaching, stuff like that. It, it, uh, it certainly is very pleasing. And, and you know, we, we had such a great desire for – for the game of basketball, such respect for it that, that most of us did go into, into um, participating in the sport in, in, in some capacity, you know, Ansu played for a while, uh, you know, Keith played professionally for a while and, and Mike played professionally a little bit and then, and then got into coaching. And, um, you know, I, I still keep up with Jozon Darby who, who does some coaching here and there um, to see everybody doing what they doing what they do and enjoying what they do and, and continuing to give back to their respective communities and, and, and Ole Miss get having Keith there and, and Keith getting to be a, a huge part of, of that university. It, it is, it's uh, great to see it. It does my heart a lot of good to, to see how well everyone's doing and, and coach Barnes doing his thing out in California. And um, uh, it's, it's been great. It's been great. I actually heard from coach Evans, uh, Monday, he, he called me. We talked on the phone for a little bit, and, and we keep up um, pretty decently too. And, and he's doing well down in Texas, and uh, it's it's just great. Yeah, and it was it was a long time ago that we played. It doesn't seem like that long ago. I actually just got done meeting with a couple of a uh, couple of my players, and uh, that's one thing I told I told them. It didn't seem like that long ago that I was playing, and I talked about a couple of things that, that happened when I played and but to see everybody where they are now and, and how we've all, we've all grown up and matured and, and uh, are doing great things is, is wonderful. It's just wonderful. Like I mentioned, you've been preparing for this moment for so long to be the head coach of central Arkansas. What have you pulled from your years at Ole Miss and from grand Canyon, just every stop you've made? Well, starting at Ole Miss, uh, there is no shortcut to, to getting there without hard work. Um, you know, you, you can't, you can't, you can't cut hard work out of, out of the equation. And that's what, that's what I feel that, that my teammates and I embodied our, our coaching staff embodied of, of working hard and giving your all. Um, I got to coach for Tavester Anderson at Murray state. And um, I had some great, great coworkers there. Jim Hatfield, who was at, at one point head coach at Mississippi state and, and, Chris Woolard was an assistant there and uh, he is um, he's on, he's in administration at University of Kentucky and I think they're he might be the director of ops still too um, but working with those guys and seeing how they uh, they did some things that were just slightly different offensively and defensively um, little schemes here and there and for coach coach Anderson there at Murray State who helps me see a a, a new way of of uh, of doing like transition defense, just, just little things like that. I worked with him at Jackson state and, and coach Anderson actually gave me a lot of responsibilities at Jackson state. I got to do a lot of things to impact our program there. Um, I got a lot of experience with coaching on the floor with him there and, and a lot of good recruiting experience with him there. And then I went to grand Canyon with coach Pennell. It was great connecting with him, reconnecting with him out there. Um, and again, seeing a different a different style, somewhat like what we did at Ole Miss, but some things a little different. Um, 
really uh, ramping up our skill work. Uh, Coach Pennell got really good at that. Uh, he spent a couple years out of college coaching where he ran basketball academies and uh, seeing the importance of helping helping each player. You know, we, we may have a guy who's seven foot tall, but, but he's going to learn to handle the ball really well. He's going to learn to have proper proper shooting form and um, really ramping up skill work. And then coming here to UCA, when we had to start from, from ground level and, and you know, really – demolition and then building back up that was uh that that was invaluable experience getting to come here with coach panel and 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 really restart this program here at the university of central arkansas i know that you're deep off in your own recruiting and your own program building all those things but what's the relationship like to Ole miss now so many years later you know i I still love Ole miss I, i want Ole miss to do as well as everybody out there, maybe not as well as we do, but you know, I, I, we don't really compete in the same in the same circles. But I I, I do I, I keep up with them. I I watch football because my brother plays football there. We watch the soccer team. My wife played soccer there. Uh, we watch baseball, and I try to watch them play basketball as much as possible. Watching them there is kind of hard since we're always playing at pretty much the same time. But I did get to take one trip over to watch Ole Miss play. Um, I guess this was uh, uh, this was a couple 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 years when they played in the NIT against Georgia Tech. I got to take my older daughter to a game there in the Pavilion, and, and what a beautiful place! What an incredible facility that is. Um, I, I would I would love to be able to to uh, keep up more so than I do, especially with basketball, but. But being a basketball coach, it's just kind of hard to to watch them as much as I would like to. But you know, I, I find myself uh, on game days if if we're on the bus on, on our way to the gym, I I pull up on my phone. Uh, you know, I, if their game is on ESPN or something like that, I I find myself pulling them up and watching them as much as possible. I, I you know I pull for the refs. That's that's my school and. I want the best for them. Well, Ansu said when he walked into the pavilion, his jaw dropped, and he told all the players, you guys are spoiled, and then laid into them about what y'all had to go through. It was a different world for y'all now. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it was. No fancy training table for you guys, weight room, all that stuff, red carpet. Uh-uh. Y'all didn't have that. Y'all had the tad pad and much worse with the Star and Center. <laughs> y'all had it bad. Um, but one of the last things, I know you don't love talking about yourself, even though I've made you talk about yourself for the last 16 minutes, but what did it mean to you? What does it still mean to you to have your number retired? First, when that, when that happened, I, it was totally unexpected. Uh, and I can, I can still remember being on the court there. Uh, they were, they were honoring the seniors. So Ansu and Josan and I were we're all out in the court and then coach Evans has the mic and he's talking about me and he keeps talking about me. And I remember thinking, that's great coach. We got to get to this. We got to win this game. Let's get to the game. Uh, and then it happened. And that was, uh, that was very, uh, touching and very emotional for me. And, and again, with, with, with all that I had gone through with, with getting hurt so many times there, during my career and all the, all the times that I wondered, you know, the first few times getting hurt, I always thought, why me, why me, why me? And eventually I got to the point of saying, well, why not me? Uh, you know, I, I can, I can battle through this. I can, I can get through this and I've got you know, supporting family, my parents, my brother and, uh, great coaches that, that loved me and, and, great teammates that cared about me a lot. And, uh, that was, uh, that moment was, was, uh, was an incredible moment in my life. And knowing that, that my, my Jersey was retired, I think has helped shaped my, my own philosophy and coaching. And that is that, that I want to celebrate the, the good that the, the kids do, that the, my players do, you know, on the court and off the court, and I want to celebrate on the court the little things, the, the efforts that they make. And we're going to have guys that shoot the ball well. We're going to have some guys that that 
score a lot of points and we're going to have some guys that will uh, get a lot of rebounds, but, but um, beyond the, the stats, the, the behaviors, the, the habits, the, the, the good patterns that our guys, that our guys do, those are the things we're going to celebrate the most. And we're going to, we're going to be a, you know, my teams are going to have a brotherhood about them. They're going to love each other. They're going to do things together. They're going to enjoy each other. It's going to be a family. We're going to give back to community. We're going to do all the things we need to do to show that we're, we're a, a special team. And, and it may not be all in wins. It may not be all in stats, but we're going to give our best effort. Uh, and that's what we're going to celebrate. That's what we're going to celebrate in this program. He's Anthony Boone, all-time Ole Miss basketball great, now the head coach at Central Arkansas. My friend, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. We'll catch up again. All right. Thank you very much, man. That was Anthony Boone, all-time Ole Miss basketball great. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Colin Brister coming back in just a second. But first, let me tell you about the Lamar, Oxford's first and only traditional neighborhood, and Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Oxford, Mississippi is one of the most beautiful towns in the entire country. And there's no place quite like Oxford in the spring. Maybe you've thought about moving to Oxford, but haven't taken the plunge yet. If you're in the market, you need only look in one place, the Lamar, Oxford's first and only traditional neighborhood, and an innovative new development from John Welty Realty. Located just up north Lamar, blocks from the Oxford Square, the Lamar offers 48 acres that connects homes and restaurants with arts and businesses. Only a few steps from your front door, a grocery store, brewery, shops, and other amenities. Build out on these modern open concept homes is happening, so get in now. Call them today at 662-816-2782. You can also reach out via email, hello at thelamarms.com. The Lamar, Oxford's first and only traditional neighborhood and proud sponsor of Talk of Champions. There's nothing quite like Oxford, Mississippi in the spring. Ole Miss baseball is in full swing. Double-decker, spring football practices, the Grove Bowl. You ride around in your car looking at the beautiful people, the flowers. Why not experience that in a new car, truck? How about a Jeep? Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford is the only place to go for your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. They'll work with you to ensure you get the car you want at a price point you can afford. All you've got to do is go visit Brian, Mason, and the crew and let them take care of you through the easiest, most seamless car buying process around. How can they best serve you? To take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides, be sure to contact them today at 662-638-0044. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. Back with me now is Colin Brister. This is Talk of Champions at the end of all things. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, Talk of Champions in iTunes. And when you do, doesn't matter what you say. As long as you leave a five-star review. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, and a food of 247 Sports. If Ole Miss baseball hadn't had its season cut short, criminally cut short, would they have beaten LSU this weekend? Yes. What would they have finished in the SEC? 17-13. Tell me about the SEC tournament. What'd they do? I'll say they went 2-2 two and, two and uh, lost on Saturday. So they hosted their regional, man. How did that go for them? I'm going to say they won the regional. Oh, against who? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Baylor. I feel like Baylor would have been a good team to get in here. Who were the four seeds for them? Ooh, all right. Uh, Baylor, Southern Miss, and Jackson State. How about that? Oh, man, man. Jackson State, kind of sneaky good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're always good. Omar Johnson does a good job with them. So, uh, yeah, Ole Miss probably struggled a little bit. Probably won an eight-to-one game or so against Jackson State and then probably cruised through it. Southern Miss comes in, and Ole Miss fans, they got a little worried. They were a little worried. Yeah, they played them earlier in the year, but it's an in-state school that wants to be a rival, and Ole Miss fans were worried, <laughs> but they shouldn't have been because Gunnar Hoagland, he mowed right through them. Yeah, well, no, it was actually an occasion because Ole Miss held their ace against Jackson State. Oh, wow. got to think about that. Who did they throw against Jackson State? Derek Diamond? Der- Derek Diamond, yeah. He just beat them. Oh, man. Who closed it out for him? I would win the regional Taylor Broadway. Wow. Because <laughs> you got to think, Nikhazy probably throws seven innings. Uh, they probably throw Austin Miller, and then, you know, Gunner's going to shove. Ole Miss probably going to be eight up, eight nothing, you know, eight two or something, and Broadway probably needs some work. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Broadway. Ole Miss was a national seed, right? Pause a little bit and say they were the number nine overall seed. Had to probably go on the road for, for a super. No, somebody got upset, and Ole Miss got the host, right? 
Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I don't mind that at all. We can put uh let's see. We could put oh, I'm trying to think. Maybe 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 Texas in here. You know, Texas would be a good team to uh upset a team in a regional, but probably not host. Yeah. And that storyline just writes itself, doesn't it? And all yeah. this getting its revenge on Texas and the team that wasn't expected to get this far breaks through. Yeah. Who was the MVP the college- of that series? Who punched that ticket for Ole Miss to Omaha? It's got to be Keenan, I think. I think it's Keenan, yeah. yeah. Finishing off a historic <laughs> junior season, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I don't think they I don't think they make a ton of noise when they get to Omaha, but, buddy, they get to Omaha. They win at least one. Yeah, yeah, they, they go one and two in Omaha. Had this happened, what did they have to have happen? Uh, Gunnar Hoagland had to continue to be what he was. Doug McKenzie had to keep being a dog on Friday night. And Tim Oko had to keep hitting. I think all three of those would have happened. And Anthony Servideo, man, what a one-season dynamite season it was. He stepped in at shortstop for Gray Kessinger, Mr. Oxford, Mississippi, and he played dynamic shortstop, and he hit the hell out of the ball. But who was the unsung hero of the entire year? Peyton Chatagnier. Yeah, he was. Freshman comes in, has like an 880 OPS, plays second base every day, plays a good second base, hits in the top of the order. Yeah, it's probably him. And Ole Miss fans, they're back on board. Ole Miss has gotten to Omaha again. And they start dreaming about 2021 because the Ole Miss baseball team looks like what? Uh, it looks like everybody's back except maybe, uh, except for Leatherwood probably, and then Keenan and Servideo. And you got two dogs on Friday night and a guy that could be a Friday night pitcher at a lot of places on Sunday. But they lost a surprising guy to the draft. Who'd they lose? Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Let's go with Tim Elko. I think, you know, I think the defensive versatility, ability to hit for power can, can shoot him up draft boards a little bit. But don't worry, don't worry. Somebody showed signs at the end of the season that he was ready to step up. Who wasn't? Jerion Ely. You know, the tools are always there, always there. So it can, uh, it can always come out. And, if you know, I think he's the guy that ends the season probably hitting 230, 240, but he hits 300 over the last month and everybody gets excited. Keith Carter rolls over that contract, extends it out. Yep, yep, because I mean, you, he made the College World Series, so how do you not push him out for four years and give him a raise? That's obviously what you'd have to do. God, what a year it was. <laughs> so dramatic. <sighs> ben, I don't know what I'm going to do in June. I, honest to God, don't. Because it, it, college baseball, and not everybody's like this, college baseball like takes over my summer. So for a month, I'm just invested in regional, super regionals, college world series. Like, if Ole Miss is there or not, like that is what I do. I don't know what I'm going to do for a month in June. So like today sucks, but June 1st is going to suck a lot more for me. Well, you're going to talk to me twice a week. <laughs> That's true. We're going to talk twice a week. I don't know what I'm going to do with the other 80 hours of my week. <sighs> I was trying to think about too, what the spring storylines would have been. Matt Corral, John Rice Plumley, how important just those few weeks were does that put them behind i don't think spring football matters but completely without it you gotta do something spring football under a coach that you've had for a number of years is different a brand new coach changes the game the media we're gonna have to dig up stories for you guys we're gonna have to find stuff to keep you engaged i think it would do fans well and almost media relations well to make those players available for phone interviews and, and not, yeah. you know, for every single interview request that comes in. But Matt Corral is going to be in California for who knows how long. And you certainly want to catch up with him with what's training been like for you and how have you been preparing, what's the playbook install for you like out there, all that kind of stuff. Because I bet you, if it hasn't already, I think it's already happened, the classes have gone completely online. It has. Okay. And I was going to talk about that for a second, Ben. Look, let's just call it what it is. I, I mean – these kids aren't going to have the opportunities they have on campus. I mean, the, the tutoring sessions that kids have, I mean, th- those aren't going to be a thing. Um, I think there's a possibility you look up and some kids are struggling in classes and you may have a situation where some kids you're counting on may not be academically eligible. That's a really good point. A really good point. It makes it that much harder because you have to keep track of it. It's so easy to keep track of kids when uh, one of your yep. – Ops guys can get in a golf cart and drive around campus and hop and peek into classes and see if a kid's uh-huh. sitting there. But if it's all online, how do you keep track of it? And if a kid's struggling in a class, like just legitimately struggling. Like getting the tutoring he needs from the FedEx Center. Yeah, that's not going to be a thing. 
it's the worst possible scenario for a Lane Kiffin in year one. And it's not just him either. Uh, I mean, Mike Leach at Mississippi State, just across the board. We can do this with every coach. But this is the struggle. We've never had anything like this happen. Just nothing like this. Not even 9-11 stopped the world completely for a month. You knew when 9-11, you knew when things were going to start back. Yeah. And we don't know the world's going to start back here. Yeah, because we don't know how bad it is yet. See, that's the real issue. We don't know how bad it is. And until we know how bad it is, we can't start working towards the solution that gets us over the hump and allows us to move forward. So this three weeks till March 30th thing, and then we'll reassess, that's just a reassessment. What'll likely Mm -hmm. come out is that the information gets worse. All our worst fears get confirmed. It's all a call. (laughs) And by June, July, life starts getting normal again. And you're right. The first Ole Miss athletics event I will have covered since the SEC basketball tournament in March will be Ole Miss Baylor in Houston. Six months. Oh, my God. That (laughs) baseball season was special. I think Ole Miss should claim a national title. They're number four in the RPI. (laughs) They have the longest winning streak in the country. Can you hang a banner for that? Who says you can't? Ole Miss hung an SEC West banner for football, a division title they didn't win. Let me interject there, and I'll ask you, because I have heard they were forced to hang that because the SEC declared them champions. I've I've always been told that they don't have an option but to hang it. I never heard that. Someone that I trust told me that the SEC makes them hang that. Oh, man. See, there's something I could go find out. Yeah, there we go. There's a story, Ben. Man. We could do really creative stuff like that. (laughs) You know? This is the season of – oh, here we go. This is now the season of campaigns. We all want to get number 10 retired, right? Yeah. Number 22 retired? Okay, but here's the thing. If you retire number 10, like, what are you doing with Chad Kelly? Because he was pretty good. No, no, I, I agree. You're retiring the number not from the field, just symbolically. Okay. Like, Ooh, I'm retiring another... Eli Manning's jersey. They can still wear number 10, but that means you take 18 and put it back on the field. Okay. The only one that you can't put back on the field is Chucky. Here's a story idea. You can find out what happened uh, the Friday night at the library before the LSU game in 2003. Well, uh, maybe somebody broke their foot. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I have a potential that. guest that is involved in that story. Why would you bring that up? I was just saying, I mean, somebody may have broke their foot at the library before the game. I don't know. Ruining my guest spots on Talk of Champions. Good Lord. <laughs> what a wild, wild 48 hours now. Yeah, 48 hours seems about right, yeah. Did you buy some toilet paper? Oh, yeah. Two 48 rolls. (laughs) And it's so crazy in Mississippi how we react to stuff. Yeah. I've been here my entire life. In the 94 ice storm, I remembered everybody bought toilet paper, bread, and milk. Like, what's going to happen? We're all just going to start shitting incessantly? (laughs) I guess. When is there going to become a shortage? You know, a lot of stuff can be used as toilet oh my paper. God. If there is, Mississippi ain't going to have a shortage. It is not. All we're doing is tempting Charmin to start charging like $50 per 48 roll. Like, oh, what are we man. doing? We're just to quarantine ourselves in the house for a month. I wish I had stock in a certain website that I can't say on here. See, here's the deal. A handful of us probably have it. Yeah. And I wish I could go get tested without fear of, one, getting a positive result, and two, walking out with four grand in debt. This is just bad. Hey, we're going to be here. We're going to be here. (laughs) We may have to talk about what we're watching on Netflix or Hulu. No, 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 damn it. It's going to be Ole Miss talk somehow. Somehow, (laughs) some way, I will dig as deep as I can into the guest well until I find enough guests to get us through this. The women's golf coach, you're coming up. You know what's sad? This makes me a dick more than anything. I don't know who the women's golf coach is. It's uh, Hinky is her last name. I can't remember her first name. She can come on. Oh, can we get Hugh Freeze on? Oh, no. He's got your number now. Everybody has a limit. 
<laughs> I have talked to Hugh Freeze enough times in my life. He would do this show if you asked. You think so? I know he would. If you, the Talk of Champions listener, would like me to get Hugh Freeze on this podcast, let me know at Spirit Ben. And I will bite my lip and I'll go get him. I had Tommy Tuberville on this podcast twice. Yes, she did. He's going to be in Washington pretty soon. Said Birmingham was being overrun by Sharia law. Maybe he can fix the coronavirus. Fixed Ole Miss. At least tell you he could. <laughs> Tommy T is a salesman. Fixed Ole Miss, he can fix the coronavirus. Oh, good old Tommy T. This has been Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Colin Brister at Colin Brister. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, Talk of Champions on iTunes. And when you do, it doesn't matter what you say as long as it's five stars. Right for the Ole Miss Spirit, OmaSpirit.com, and the food of 247 Sports. As long as the world is still here on Tuesday, we'll be back. Thanks, buddy. Absolutely. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.